Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm Nikki. Um, such exciting news over here. I just think that I got um, an in on Taylor Swift tickets for an upcoming show from a friend of mine that I randomly, like, this is just shows you how... Um, Things can all come into place. I texted a friend who lives out in LA. I don't want to like say any names because I just don't want to jinx this, but I texted her because I really can't wait for the Barbie movie. I'm like so excited about the Barbie movie. I honestly don't think it can, it will be, it'll live up to my expectations. I think it's going to be the funniest movie of the year, maybe of the century. Um, and I just can't wait. Even though I did think that that um, little clip that they had where her shoe was, the, her foot slid <laughs> yeah. in the shoe and her foot stayed the same. Everyone was like losing their mind about that. But I was like, it's not that big of a deal. If that's, I, it's, I do still think it's going to be amazing because Greta Gerwig uh, is writing and directing it. Anyway, I'm very excited about it. And that, the, did you guys see the the Ken song that he released? No. Or that they released of him singing about like, I'm only Ken. And it just like, it seems like it's going to be the story of Ken feeling like he's nothing without his connection to Barbie and him setting out to be his own person. And Ryan Gosling's just so funny as this as Ken yeah. doll that's taking himself so seriously. And anyway, so I wrote her to being like, do you want to go see Barbie opening weekend? And she was like, I don't get back till the 24th, but as soon as and, and it opens 21st. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait. And then she was like, but I do want to go to Taylor Swift with you because we had talked about this before. And it's early here, like for me to text. No, it's 11. And um, she was like, no, but I do want to go see Taylor Swift. And I was like, I do too. I spent 
X amount of dollars already on her. And she goes, I'm willing to spend a lot of money. I'm like, I am too. Let's do a podcast about it afterwards to justify it. And maybe we'll make some money back that way. <laughs> and, and, um, and I was like, and I go, I'll look into tickets later. And I was like, I'm going to try to get a hookup, but probably not because it's LA. And then she was like, you just gave me the courage <laughs> or like, you just gave me the, what'd she say? I have, uh, I just took a crazy embarrassing risk, OMG, and texted blank blank about a hookup and she said yes. And she said, I have texted with her once before and was so scared to ask, but once you said you were in it, it gave me the strength to do it for us. <laughs> ah! I'm so excited. And the person she texted, any Swifties listening know this person and it's a, someone who's very close to Taylor. So it's just so nice. And if any, I think it would be really fun I will I will agree to meet Taylor if this person gets us tickets because mm. this person's going to see Taylor that night, I would think. Um, anyway, I'm very excited. It was I'm very good news starting you. the show. I'm crossing my I was going to try to do a, a podcast without mentioning Taylor, but here's <laughs> the thing about Taylor Swift. She, I don't even bring her up and she comes up all the time. People think that I'm constantly bringing her up and I did today and I do often, but you know, over, did I tell the story about the barbecue that I went to on, no. over the July 4th kind of weekend? No. Prior to that, I was with these like mixed company that I was just meeting these people for the first time. Biracial? And or? what? Biracial? Oh, mixed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like friends of friends of friends. And they were all these people that were, and we were walking in late. Uh, Chris and I to this barbecue and um, I felt really awkward because when you walk into a party, you expect people to be like, hi, like, oh my God, these people are here. And they kind of knew we were coming, but no, no one got up and they were kind of just, it was as if we came out of the bathroom and, or we went inside <laughs> to get something and we'd been there the whole time. Like I felt like a bizarro world of like, wait, but it doesn't matter. Like it was just the vibe, you know? And um, so I was feeling awkward and I was like, oh my God, did I say something? Like I just already was feeling tense and like they maybe didn't want us there, which wasn't the case, but, um, and I was just, we had just drove, driven two hours from the airport and we were getting there and the barbecue happened probably at seven thirty, and it was like nine fifteen, And so, and I was like, look like scrounging around their leftovers for food. I just felt like, like <laughs> I was not wanting wanted to be there and um but then i was like oh i'll sit down and like have a chat and then it was it was fine and then at one point they taylor swift came up i did not bring her up i was not wearing a taylor swift shirt i was wearing a kendall roy shirt um i there was nothing that i don't even know how she came up but taylor swift comes up all the time and bet you'll listeners will know just start paying attention she comes up People talk about her all the time because she's the biggest star in the world. Even Ringo Starr said it recently, who's of the Beatles. And I sent my dad that article that said Ringo Starr said Taylor Swift's the number one most famous person ever of all time. And I was like so excited to send that to him because he's, you know, very, my dad is the biggest Beatles. He's like Taylor Swift, like I am with Taylor Swift, but for the Beatles. And he uh, and I was like, see, even your guy thinks she's more famous. And he doesn't <laughs> think she's a big deal, or does he? He's just like, someday she'll be, it'll be cool to see her in small venues someday. And I go, this girl is never, <laughs> ever going to do anything less than stadiums the rest of her life. And if she does, it's for like a promo. It's like going to be a special night that is like sponsored by Sirius XM, like the Dave Matthews thing. I saw mm -hmm. him at Irving Plaza for like a couple hundred people, but that was like, a one she's not gonna do a tour of you know gastro pubs through the midwest <laughs> like it's no. never gonna happen she's never um, ever ever getting back to gastro pubs <laughs> yes ever 
around like ever um and so uh i yeah so we're sitting at this um i'm like picking at this salad that i made from their leftovers and they're talking about taylor swift and i'm just trying to i want them to like me i also am aware that people tend to think that i don't know i just maybe they don't think anything but i'm just trying not to i try not to make anything about me or like i don't want they all know i'm a comedian probably and i don't want to come in and be like <laughs> i don't know i'm just trying to play it cool and like low-key and they're all like people that are kind of, <laughs> i feel like a little bit older than me so i'm a little like impressed with their lives they're all like married mm. and like have dogs and like they're in good places in their life and i just don't feel that way so i kind of am like reverential and i'm at this picnic table and we're sitting there and this girl one of the girls, um, one of the wives, that's how I identify her. I'm sure she would not appreciate <laughs> the that. sister wives. I'm very aware that they could be listening if you haven't noticed how much I'm tiptoeing around yeah. this conversation. Uh, if you're but being she like, loves Nikki the seems, salad. <laughs> it was, oh my God, that salad dressing was so fucking, I'm not even kidding you. I still think about it. You know when you like vinegar makes your mouth water, there was like a perfect amount. Mm, it was amazing. It was in a mason jar. It was like above and beyond whatever I could ever do. I Whenever I go to the grocery store, pause on like just a little <laughs> we have to like get off on um a dressing tangent i've never made a salad dressing in my life i don't trust myself to mm. do that with i want to be a woman who makes her own salad dressing and just like with some dijon mustard a little vinegar um balsamic vinaigrette and oil and salt and pepper i think i just that's you all just you did need. it maybe a that's little lemon it. that's yes. what i do every night and it's but like i did feel like a grown-up when i learned oh. matt taught me really it's so easy it's crazy for a dressing like okay. that but if you wanted to make something like a ranch or a, a, a like a caesar i'm vegan those so are, no yeah that involves sardines and eggs <laughs> <laughs> well you right? can make vegan versions of anything um that's true but those are those i it won't taste as good for my for I'm my wedding i got a a uh, salad dressing machine or whatever it's a like we I don't know what the hell what? you just said, but I'm assuming yes. Kui? A kui. What it's is like it? How do you spell it? It's, I have no idea. Oh, I'm just going to okay. spell Kuwait, but it's, <laughs> okay. a, it's called kui. <laughs> you, sp- you put a bunch of ingredients in a little bottle and, and it has a little like uh, propeller, like like the Titanic oh. propeller that the guy fell onto. It's like in there. Oh yeah, around. that is a famous scene. That is, I would say that is the second most famous moment in the Titanic besides the hand up on the glass falling down it's when that guy goes woo and then he hits it and then he like spins again yes, yes. it's so good yeah, and okay and then so Leonardo DiCaprio holds up a, a 10 sign <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and so it's spinning around and uh, it really worked for stuff like you described but I tried to make ranch dressing and it was and with a recipe with a recipe mm-hmm. it was repulsive it was Wait, what, what turned it? Well, first of all, you have to put raw eggs in there, which I don't trust. Uh, and just everything I put in there it made sense. It was like, this all seems like ranch. And then when I tried it, it made me gag. I'd be so scared to cook and like have something be. And my biggest fear, people, people who cook for others, I just want to take a second and just honor you because you risk them like if i tell a bad joke we're on to the next joke right away they don't have to finish the entire joke mm. for an like and it's not <laughs> going to be point. the only thing that they get to to live on the rest of the <laughs> night like i'm like you have to only hear about this joke you know like <laughs> 40 minutes but like if people come over for a dinner party and they're like 
first of all, you have picky eaters like crazy. Uh, you know, everyone has their own thing that like, I can't eat this. Like then you serve them. And if they don't like it, some people don't like consistency. Like it could taste great, but the consistency could ick them out. And then they have to, if I saw anyone pretending to like what I ate and like kind of gulping it down, it, I mean, I, I have, I have so much, um, just, uh, what's it called? Admiration for people who put themselves out there cooking for people. Like my mom, um, the amount of times, like we've just been like, I don't want it. Like, oh God, that would hurt my feelings so much. <laughs> yes. Spending so much time on just being like, this tastes weird. This is cold. Like such oh, little God. bitches. Oh, for kids? And, Forget um, about it. Yeah. I would never cook for Chris. I would never, like, uh, there's no, he's too picky. And I would hate to see him be like, I have cooked things for him, like just warmed up things like in a skillet for him before. And he's even been like, mm, to that. And I'm like, <laughs> so offended. I didn't do it. Like, and I just feel the dressing thing though. Wow. You're a woman. If you make your own dressings or a man, um, I can understand that about man. the, about the cooking. Like sometimes I'll make a meal that takes like hours, hours and hours to make like a good, uh, hearty soup or, a mm-hmm. a um, uh, well, I guess I'm just thinking of soups that take that long. Sure. But, but I make, there are no soup. other examples. Yeah. When yeah. I make those soups, it, you know, if, if Allie didn't like them, I mean, she's the only one eating them. It's not like I'm inviting in the children from the outside to come eat it, but the only Allie's eating mm. it. And if she didn't like it, that would be re- really upsetting. But I guess I'm really lucky in that she pretty much likes everything that I eat. But also, not to, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm a pretty good cook. Mm-hmm. So I think it's did you like, get to be a good cook, or were you always like, did you have always have a green thumb in the kitchen? I think like, it's in my genes a, because my brother's a good oh. cook too. I'm not saying we're like you know the bare level chefs, but I'm saying that we can cook a lot of different meals that are very good. And I've had like various groups of people say that they like what I make, like Ali's parents or like friends when we're at like if an Airbnb. You like it. If I liked it though, I would be like, I guess I don't care if you guys don't because it. I'm deciding if it's good. So. Yes. Like That's I make nice. a cream of tomato soup that I love. Like I nailed it and I searched for a long time for a good recipe and I couldn't believe I kind of nailed it because that's one of my favorite things to order. And I'm very picky about like a great tomato, like a spicy tomato soup and it's hard to find. Mm. And I, I made one. And I'm like, this is really close to something I would get in a restaurant and be psyched about. And I was so happy and I made like little gluten-free grilled cheese sandwiches with it. And it was so good. And I shared it with Matt and he was like, it's great, babe. And I, I was oh, like, no. what, what is this? Tell. Yeah. And then later on, um, you know, like a, a couple months later, I'm like, I think I'm going to make that soup again. What do you think? Should I make that or something else? And he's like, um, you can. I'm not Anything much of a tomato else? soup guy. Oh. <laughs> mm. so but I don't care out. that he's not a tomato soup guy. Like, because you liked fault. it and it yeah. did... Yeah. Well, what you're describing, and that's a nice way of saying maybe is, he didn't like yours. Yeah. <laughs> He's a sweet guy. I don't think he likes any, but yeah, maybe he hated mine. <laughs> it's just like stand up. That's what you're describing. It's like the more you cook for people, the less, the thicker skin you get. And if one of your meals yeah. bombs, you're like, well, it's not that you big of a on. deal. I'll move on. But the cool thing about comedians is you guys are, I guess, with a bad meal, people remember a bad meal and can talk about it for a long time. But when you Do you think when you hear a bad joke, you remember it? Like, I don't really. Yeah. As an audience member, though. That's the thing is like whenever I finish a set and my last joke sucks, I'm just like, oh, the whole set doesn't matter. The hour and a half I've been talking, it won't matter because 
you know, I've said this a million times on the podcast, but psychologically, we remember the first thing, the last thing, the best thing, the worst thing. But we generally remember the last thing and the worst thing more than the best thing and the first thing. Um, and more, so you always remember the last thing. And if the last thing kind of sucked, I always, whenever, if you've noticed Anya, when I'm closing out a set and it's not that great, my last joke, I'll go, remember the joke, remember the po- the pedophile stuff. You guys loved that. Like, don't forget the, po- the chunk about my mom. Remember that always. Good night, San Diego. I always like go, okay, well that wasn't that strong, but I do have to go. Remember when we were having fun 10 minutes ago and I should have actually closed this out because I want to remember mind them because they won't remember otherwise i mean the countless right, but times audience people have members said to me don't afterwards. remember the bad you- jokes audience members will generally yes. remember 85 percent of that set i loved and then they won't no. remember the bad no jokes. way uh-uh. really i don't I, I, when i go to comedy shows i can't remember a damn thing i just remember oh i think i laugh the most to krista stefano or something out of the five right people. but you remember if if the if the comedian closes not as strong, you might still like them, but you won't. There will be that stuck in. It's just you can't help it. There is just that kind of stuck of like it's a little. It's just the if you ever next time you go to a comedy show, try to see on the ride home what you remember and it, and and test this out. It's like you have because, sex with somebody and they and they blew your mind in bed, and then right after you finish, they go take a shit. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> Grand finale. Is this the finale? Um. So I'm at this picnic table, and then I go. <laughs> I wouldn't forget. I didn't forget. And I'm at this picnic table, and they're talking about Taylor Swift because I didn't bring her up. She's just in the ether, right? She's part of the zeitgeist. Yes, she is the zeitgeist. And this girl goes, "I just, I can't believe that all too well." is about her losing her virginity. Can you, I, I did, I had no idea. And I go, um, I didn't know that either. Cause it's not. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh I don't know what happened to me in that moment. I didn't have any animosity towards this girl. I did not. I don't know why, what the fuck happened. I just, something in my brain snapped <laughs> and it wasn't me being like a know-it-all. I promise you it wasn't that because I've analyzed this moment so much. Were you hangry? It was me. Sti- I was angry. It was me. Hangry. Oh, was I hangry? Yes, a little bit. But I was sticking up for someone who my subconscious has convinced myself is a personal friend of mine who I've spent more time <laughs> with, with than any of you, I think, probably at this point. It's, uh, th- that's just the way it is. And I, it was the same as if when, when someone says something about a friend of mine that's just a little false. And I just see how damaging it can be to have one little false piece of information out there that can spread. And I just didn't want anyone to think at that picnic table that she lost her virginity to stupid Jake Gyllenhaal because I don't, even though I'm not positive about this, I really don't think that's who she lost her virginity to. I think she lost it to someone else, but I'm not going to speculate who because it's none of my business. But this was my business (laughs) because it was, I just felt like, I get that way with my friends. Like Chris has seen it a bunch. Like if someone has a wrong idea about a friend, I snap in a way that I can't, that I wouldn't do Honestly, I don't know. I'm not trying to be like, I'm the greatest friend, but I get really angry. And, um, but the way I just lay it, do you ever say something and it comes out of your mouth and you're like, you're trying to pull it back. Like the tone (laughs) is already like, 
the you you hear the tone coming out and you're like this is not the way i thought of presenting this and it's coming out of your mouth and it's too late and so i just go because it wasn't like i just that's i think that's what i said she goes can you believe all too well was about her virginity i go no because it wasn't and it just landed and then everyone i could just feel the tension chris was in the bathroom but curran his spoons yeah (laughs) curran's curran his brother was sitting next to me and it was almost that like um, moment with Dave Matthews when I was like funky and I just felt a hand <laughs> on my shoulder from Baba <laughs> Bowie being like calm down it was like I felt Curran almost be like Oof. like is my friend being like weird suddenly because Curran's the one that's bringing us into this situation with his friends and um and then I instantly went into like, I mean, it could be like, where did you hear that? Like my tone became what it should be. And then on the way home and I'm just being nice the rest of the time. I'm like laughing at everything she says, like trying to get <laughs> trying this girl to, to like me again it. because I'm like, this was so rude out of nowhere. And so then on the way home, um, I told Chris, I was like, I had a really bad interaction. I accidentally said, because it wasn't. And he was like, okay, well, why do you think you did that? And I was like, I don't know. And, and he was like, I'm sure it was fine. Oh, what was my point about this? Fuck, I was going to say something. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just an ugly moment, but I just feel like, I don't know. I've, I remember the same setting. We were in Lake Placid last year and I heard a table talking about Pete Davidson next to us. And they were just mouthing off about Pete Davidson and what their thoughts about him, which stuff we do on this podcast all the time. Talk about celebrities. We don't know. Right. We're but about because to. I know him not well, but I've known him. I just was like, fuck these people with their little opinions about someone that is not here to defend themselves and is now whipping themselves into a frenzy of like they're piling on the lies upon their lies about him and these opinions. And I got really loud and I was like, oh, cool. So many opinions about Pete Davidson. And I like said it loud. And (laughs) oh, my God, everyone at my table was so embarrassed. And like, why do you have to do that? And I'm like, because they need to know that these people walk among you and people that care about them walk among them. And um, but we're gonna have some thoughts about Jonah Hill that um, are totally <laughs> none of our business, and he's not here to defend himself. Coming up right on the podcast, right after this, so stay tuned for that. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. 
So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. <laughs> okay, we're back. Um, so yeah, let's do uh, Why Do I Care? Why Do I Care? So this is a part of podcast where we talk about um, a celebrity news story that we really shouldn't care about. And, and maybe we do care. But um, this one is the Jonah Hill text exchanges that were leaked via his ex-girlfriend, Sarah Brady, over the weekend, I guess a couple days ago. Um, so they are not together anymore. Jonah Hill is now currently maybe engaged, maybe married, uh, definitely has a baby with just had a baby, I think with his wife or whatever it is. Um, and so this is an ex-girlfriend they dated oh, uh, a wow. while ago. No, I thought this was recent. I thought this was, no, thought no, this no, was no. like, they, just they dated up. a couple years ago or maybe a year, you know, like I think, um, yeah, the breakup was August of last year. <laughs> okay or no oh, wow. sorry so these he met texts were august and- of last year i think they probably broke up six months prior to that so early 2020 oh, yeah, august 2021 oh they were, okay. were together for a year texts. before parting ways but they were friends well, he already like, has a baby with another girl like how months. did he did he get pregnant yes. with a girl immediately after sending these texts i mean they have yes. a I, don't they have a baby right now yes we should have looked this up okay do you want to check on who it's dated who? It's better to have an uninformed opinion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. At least we're being honest about we don't really know. We I mean, nothing. just to say, I did go to college with Jonah Hill. He was in my dorm my freshman year. He was always very nice to me at a time in my life where I looked like a walking skeleton, Mr. Bones. No one wanted to be friends with me besides uh, my Mr. close girlfriends. No guys wanted to have anything to do with me. And he was the only guy from a group of guys in our dorm that were like and popular. And he was the only one that befriended me. So I will always love him for that. And, um, and then he went away. For, we all went away for Christmas break, uh, our freshman year. And then um, he never came back. And we were like, what happened to Jonah? We loved him. And then um, shortly thereafter, we saw like a trailer for I Heart Huckabees. And this guy that we had no idea was an actor. We knew he was from LA and that he was friends with the guy from Maroon 5. But that was all we knew like uh, that he was connected to Hollywood in any way. And then all of a sudden he was in movies for the rest of my life. But um, he was always nice to me. So, and then I've um, talked to, we, I think we talked on MySpace a little bit after that. He was always nice and never, um, 
yeah, like we, we, but I, I haven't seen him in person since then. And uh, Anya, you ran into him in person, I think, once. Yeah, I've met him a few times. He was always really cool and um, seems to do great work on himself. And we talked about that a little bit. I liked his documentary he did with Phil Stutz. I tried to get Chris to watch it to be like, look at this guy in therapy. <laughs> like We watched like half of it and then Chris was on his phone for some of it. I'm like, can you please put your phone away and pay attention to this m- movie about men going to therapy? <laughs> like, And he was just like, this isn't how I'm going to take care of myself and be convinced. <laughs> Through a Netflix Which, Yeah. And like, I think he was, uh, it was just, I was so, uh, it was one of those things where I was just looking at him the whole time and then looking back <laughs> at the screen like, did you hear that? Like childhood trauma can be kind of like in, in, in separate in what's the way in Insipid, and yeah. and and maybe you don't notice it, but it was there. Like, and it was just I was so obnoxious, and we never finished it. But do you liked that with Phil Stutz of the Tools? I thought it was cool. It was definitely the interesting. It, it's a yeah, and I know some people that have worked with Phil Stutz. So, uh, I mean, I think it oversimplifies so much of therapy, and I don't, I don't know if I love what Phil Stutz. <laughs> Well, it's just like, just do this little exercise that I drew. And then, you, you know, obviously that can't cure you. I think so much of therapy I've found really helpful is really examining the motives and the origins of things and how they play out. Um, but they are and great what's his tools. Approach? Well, I can't explain it because I'm not that educated about it. But it just seemed a little bit oversimplified to me, like... But that's how any 90-minute documentary would be. They can't cover also, everything. also, that's how to get people in is to be yeah. like, it's simpler. And then they do it. And of course, it's going to get harder. But like showing, I thought it was good because it was, I thought it was just a good way to get men to kind of consider doing this thing. Yeah, that they totally. might be. I don't think, you know, I don't like the whole uh, digging into your past and figuring out why you are the way you are. I feel like that doesn't help. I feel like it's like interesting for people to know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I act like this because my mom beat me with a wooden spoon or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> right. But you like, do? that doesn't actually help. Yeah. But that doesn't actually help you change your behavior in the present to make you happier. And so, like, I, I've been to probably like over 10 different therapists. Uh, over my lifetime and there was one that it made me like write, answer all these questions in a journal about my past and try to connect things to my past and and then and then put my uh the things that upset me into a pillow and then beat the shit out of the pillow and scream into the pillow and i did mm-hmm. that for a while and it did nothing it did nothing for me yeah i also agree with you about how yeah, you go in and I think there's several like memes about this. Like therapy, you just go like, Oh, that's why I do it. And then you're like, Am I done? And they're <laughs> yeah, like, Am I cured? No, that just it just tells you where they are hiding. Like the things like and you can kind of place it. It's kind of like Enneagram or you like anything, any personality test, you go, ha, huh, wow. It's like novel. You go, whoa, this is me. That's so me. But it doesn't do anything for you except kind of go pat you on the back and go, oh, I'm not. You know what it does? It makes you feel like you're not crazy for the things you do, that it's not your fault. And I think, I think that's it also makes it you a little bit more self-aware of when it's happening. Mm. It's just like another reason to pay attention to when it's happening. And that's where the change can start to happen. But I was right. going to say, like that that documentary, Anya, I think what I'm, I, I didn't watch it, but probably therapy takes many, many years. So if it kind of gives this view of like, oh, you know, we can improve Jonah in like this 90 minute series, it's kind of like not really yes. truthful. 
Well put. Yeah. I loved a lot of his tools. Like the one that sticks out to me is, that, and I completely believe this is true, that most of our problems can be solved or 80% of our issues are, are you physically taking care of yourself? Like, are you slept? What, did you sleep well? Did you halt. eat? Hungry, yeah. angry, lonely, tired. Does he say that in there? No, but I mean, isn't it's that it? Book. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's such a great thing. And I love that he said that. He's like, most mental health issues can be, like, I would say 86% of them or something, I forget the figure, can be solved with, did you Dude, exercise? So <laughs> did you eat? Did you sleep? I Are mean, you hydrated? We, Anya, you were even talking about this weekend. You were like, like, you were so underslept and like everything Dude. is amplified. Why do, why doesn't being underslept make you like, wow, I'm more happy. Like, why does it have to go the other way? Like, <laughs> why do you insane. have to just see the world in a negative way? Because I guess you're dying a little bit. And if you don't get enough sleep, you die. So it's like a warning <laughs> sign to be like, mm-hmm. things That's- are wrong. Error, error. <laughs> yeah, if like, not sleeping made you happy, you would, you would try to not sleep more and more often yeah, until you died. And then those people wouldn't survive the, the evolutionary. I've I, yeah. I think I think I just decided on right now, this moment, that therapy for me uh is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> no. I kind of, and I'm a guy who has been to therapy. Actually, there was one time it helped me quite a lot, but like I don't know. For st- I, I, to me, a lot of the times I'm just talking to a person and I'm like, you don't, I'm running circles around you. Like I, you're like, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Go like, ahead. I feel the amount of times in therapy I have had some sort of breakthrough where they kind of feel like, wow, I got her there. I'm like, I gave you that because it's like I fake an orgasm. You know, like I had an, or, or like I maybe had half of one where I'm like, okay, thanks. You were there. And I like, had to maybe you were there to facilitate this, but like I gave you that and I made you think you gave it to me (laughs) kind of thing. Like I got myself there and, and then they go like, I think, and it's always, I don't know. I just, I, and I know that this is just patting myself on the back, but I just feel like I'm, I'm emotionally aware of this. I just found myself a lot of times in therapy and this is my fault. And this is probably something I have to work on with a therapist who won't allow me to do it, but I give them a lot of wins. Yeah. To like let them feel like they're a good therapist. I fake orgasms. I fake I f- fake revelations all the time to make them Have feel good. Have you guys ever been I helped by want- anything in therapy? Yes. Yeah. So of course. It's great. I love it. Well, but I, I, no, I want to hear a specific thing. The, like the one number one thing example. I think therapy is good for for most people, not for me because I'm an open book and I use this as, you know, I, I talk about my psyche all the time. I don't hold anything back ever. There's nothing in therapy that I wouldn't say here. Literally nothing. I just don't hold anything back, but I think most people do. And so I think that therapy is a place where most people can let things out that they wouldn't let out anywhere else. And that in and of itself, whether you get any feedback that is helpful, just talking and saying things, especially for men who tend to bottle up their feelings and not feel like they can share their feelings. It's a place where you have to do that. And I think it's so, so essential for them. Like, you know, the one time I always quote this, but it was so cute. The one time Chris went into a like couple session with me and was like, some of those things, like I've only, I've I've never said them out loud. I've only thought, and I'm like, I have never once had a thought that I have not said out loud (laughs) in my life. (laughs) What? I, I, I honestly, I've never just said something that only had a thought. I mean, maybe that I'm unaware of, but he really was like, I think all these things, but I've never said them out loud. And same with journaling. Um, it just, that helps you. You need to get them out. Being in your head is not the place to solve things. You don't realize how much 
solving you do when you're able to articulate something with your speech or with a, a pen. Mm. And I think that's what is essential for it. But yeah, I've had t- so how many things from my abusive therapist bingo card have I, <laughs> um, my abusive Dr. Abusive have I quoted on here of like that have helped me like the one I said it yesterday to, to Brian, we were talking about imposter syndrome and my therapist was like, Oh, so you think you've tricked everyone? So you think you're smarter than every single person that has ever given you an opportunity. All your listeners, all your fans, every network that's ever given you a show, you think you're so much smarter than them and you fucking David Copperfield and they're they're just these dummies. And then when she did that to me, I was like, no, I do not think I'm smarter than everyone else. Like if you flip it that way, it makes me realize like, no, you, you, okay, now you're being a little selfish bitch to think that you're so much smarter than everyone. And as soon as she just held up that kind of mirror. And the second that she made me think like, uh, imposter syndrome actually is narcissism. Cause you think you're smarter than everyone mm. and you've tricked people, even though you feel like you're worthless. That's a great a, therapy. It was a great flip. Took. Yeah. I like yeah. But that. for every therapy you? pearl you get, you get like weeks <laughs> and weeks of therapy sand oh my and God. you never find a pearl. And, well, my and somatic honestly, therapist. Oof. Yeah. It's like, it, it it's it's like I feel like going to therapy is like skiing on a green trail where it's like at a certain point you're like I can do the green trail without a ski instructor and like they never yeah. get to the blue squares and the black diamonds there's just no I, I feel like at a certain point you get the tools I would understand going to therapy if you um had no clue about how to like any self-awareness at all never explored your own emotions and didn't have any tools at all but after like a couple of years of that i feel like you should go on on your own it's up to you it's on you to do that every day not go to you need some you need an outlet then you need a friend that you can talk that openly to you need to journal and people aren't doing those things so therapy i think gives people that outlet it's like yeah you could lift weights in your apartment but like a gym is a place where someone's gonna get tell you what exercise it's a trainer you know like you could do all this shit on your own but you know a lot of intelligent people talk them out themselves out of therapy too because they're like i'm smarter than that it's for dummies or it's for people that are really fucked up. But then I've been in therapy with incredibly intelligent people and both of us can't figure dick out. And I'm like, how are two intelligent people that have both been doing therapy for 20 years be fighting about the dumbest shit? And then mm-hmm. I, we're creatures of habit. Because we're well, no one is a perfect example of therapy working for someone so much. Like th- <laughs> Noah's always the one, whenever I'm going off on the girls chat to be like, have you maybe considered getting back into therapy? Like she always steers me back into therapy because you had such profound effects from it. And you're one of the smartest people I know, emotionally intelligent beyond anything I could ever be. You always have such poignant, the old meaning that I used to think um, (laughs) words of wisdom. And, and I know that you weren't like that before. I didn't know the Noah before therapy, but you were like a lost little bird, an angry lost little bird. Right. Yes. Wasn't therapy always, your turning point? Right. Like for me, therapy, I just like knew that I was destined to have my parents' relationship. And even though like I learned things from my parents that I didn't want to be, didn't want to have, even though I was like still like I was conscious of that, I just kept going in the way of creating the things that I didn't want. Like I didn't know how to not get those things. And that's where therapy has truly helped me. And like I was saying, sometimes I'll, I'll revert to to my old self because it's, you know, like this is stuff from when I was a baby that, was, that started like 
wiring and like looping together. And now I'm like unwiring and then I have to rewire. And I think it's just kind of like going to be my life's work to do that. Oh my God. The amount of times that the person I chose who reminds me nothing of my dad then does something exactly like my dad or Mm. like is, or we, we act out this dynamic that my mom and dad have the number of times that's happened, even though I'm doing everything to not do that. And I don't want that is astounding to me. And like through, it's just so subconscious, the things that we want to play out. You know, the big thing is that we are always acting out the stories of our childhood to complete them because we got these like mixed messages or like these, these stories, like like the story might be like, you don't deserve love. Like your mom didn't give you enough attention. Your dad didn't, um, wasn't around. He didn't hug you or say, I love you. So you're trying to complete that story of like, I am not lovable. Like I got this feeling as a child. I'm not, but like, I never hurt. Like I need to prove that to myself the rest of my life. And it feels comfortable because it's what you knew as a kid and you don't know anything else. And so it, you, therapy helps you identify those and do your best, even though it's hard to steer clear of that and do the opposite. I mean, I think uh, we were talking about it yesterday, but Anya, like the reason you ended up with Matt was, or like were attracted to someone like Matt or got him in the end was you had to do the opposite action of what you were naturally wanting to do. You naturally right. wanted to reach out to him all the time. Chase, you naturally Chase, wanted Chase. to buy him gifts or like write him like sweet things, send him convince like sweet him. pictures of yourself, convince him like those were if you left to your own devices, why we should be together. Yeah, tell him he how he needs that. to fix himself. <laughs> but the hard thing was telling him like you know this is what I want and um and I can't really talk to you unless we have that and like and not settling for any less. And so yeah, yeah. just you have someone in your corner with therapy to help you figure out those kinds of actions and then you know help you stick to them yeah therapy and definitely like non-therapy approaches too which is really just like brian's talking about like self-reflective work stuff where you truly get to know who you are like before i would say before i got sober and like started in recovery and all that i was the most passive aggressive person had no idea of my own intentions at all and then once I stopped drinking, I What's started What's an example? Getting, like, I remember a girlfriend of mine, this is such a dumb example, but a girlfriend of mine was dating a guy and they broke up and I ran into him a couple months later. And then I texted her, oh my God, I ran into your ex. Uh, and she was like, uh, yeah. And I wrote back like, he's so cute. Uh, and she's like, if you want to date him, you can date him. And I was like, LOL, ha ha ha, I would never. Oh my God, no. And like, was going, this is in my 20s. Like, oh my God, I would never. Not knowing I was attracted to him, I probably subconsciously reached out to her to get some kind of permission mm. and had no idea about yeah, any of this. Yeah, what you wanted from her and yeah, absolutely was, oh my God, you should date him. Yes. 100%. I don't care at all. I don't like him at all. You should date him. Like, right. clearly there's something there. Yes. And, it, and, and she I wasn't remember giving you her that. saying, she was calling you out. Stop <laughs> being passive aggressive, Anya, and just do. She said, you can date him if you want. And then I did this whole fucking number. <laughs> oh my God, no, no, no. You did like and a she musical. said, stop being <laughs> passive aggressive, period. You can, like, just be direct. You can do whatever you want. I gave you permission. And I called her. She didn't pick up. And she was a badass. She was like a recovery badass person. And I remember I like looked up passive aggressive, thought to myself, this is not the first time someone has called me this. I don't know what this is. 
and started like, you know, over the years realizing, oh God, I am. I do not know my own motives. Why do I not know my own motives for stuff? I'm too busy people pleasing and trying to do impression management (gasps) and control everybody's impression of me and like be the good girl and be the liked girl that I can't be like, dude, I ran into your ex. Would it be so weird if I went out with him? Like, we, uh, how do you feel about that? Like, no way would I have ever said that. So now right. imagine scared. you, you, so you learn that in your 20s. So now you go to therapy now and you're talking about this stuff to your therapist. And then your therapist says something like, Have you ever heard of the word <laughs> passive aggressive? And then you're that's like, exactly what happens in therapy. What the fuck? Of course, and you go, Whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, how well, I feel is, now. This is like dating, but therap- a good therapist, which is an essential part of life, I think, or of self-care, is just as hard as finding a partner. It's yeah. not going to, you have to, that's why you've been through 10. That's why I've been <laughs> through probably over 30 at this point of different people I've met throughout the years. Um, and, and it you're takes right, a while. You don't always have to go. It's not like you have to go every week or whatever. Like I haven't, yeah. I've been doing some couples therapy. But I haven't been to like one-on-one therapy, I would say in, God, several months. So it's not like I'm doing it constantly. Yesterday, I had a really good moment, but I felt so guilty about it. I was on a call with the network that is doing the show. So it's like the people that are like in charge of everything. And they're the ones that you kiss ass the most to. Mm. Yes. And... I had this Zoom call with him that I forgot to get on. And by the way, I have also, I was having voice issues when they wanted me to come to this like team meeting with where I would meet them. And so I canceled that that day because I was like, I just don't have a voice for it. And I took care of myself that day. And I was also like, we already got the show. I'm going to meet them on set. Like, th- like I don't need to do this. And, and they'll understand. Like, I really couldn't make it. So yesterday I've, we're shooting all day. And then like on my little one hour break that I have from this fucking 11 hour day to eat lunch and to relax and to get change out of my dress and everything like that. They're like, you, you want to jump on the zoom? And I'm like, Oh fuck, I forgot. So I get on the zoom and there's like these three women that are like so awesome, so nice, so excited. And this is the first time I'm meeting the network, the, the big wigs. And we're talking about the show and we're so excited and we're like, just like getting to know each other. But my stomach is desperate for the food that I was just stuffing in my face in front of me that I had to stop because now I'm on a Zoom. So I'm like looking at the food. I realized that in 10 minutes, I have to start getting into hair and makeup again. And I'm, and we've already covered, we're excited about the show. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to meet them tomorrow. They're going to be on set. And, da, da, da. and then another person jumps on the meeting a little late. One of my people on my team so I already know that person they jump on and then I realize, oh my god he's jumped on late we're gonna have to do this all over again and go over we're excited here's what's happened like I was just like I see this this is not gonna end anytime soon and I had just low enough blood sugar not enough caffeine a little too tired a little too like thinking about my day and I just was like, I want you to know all too well wasn't about her losing. No, Um, no, I I had that moment though. I just go, guys, I'm really sorry. I have to be in my makeup chair in 15. I said something like I have to be back in clothes and dressed in 15 minutes. I haven't eaten lunch. I really, um, I can't wait to meet you tomorrow, but I'm going to jump off. I have never once ever done that to my bosses. Like, can you imagine doing that to your boss? And I was thinking, I was trying to channel Whitney Cummings or like someone who's like, girl, you need to take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, like someone just being like, listen to me, like holding my face and being like, you need to take care of yourself. <laughs> you know, like just do it. And then I was also had the thought of like, no, I'm, 
I'm generally a very nice person to everyone on set, no matter what level you're at. I'm never like, I've heard horror stories about celebrities and like them and, and, and the ones that are like aggressive and like stand up for themselves and aren't like people pleasing all the time tend to get more work than anyone. So I'm like, if this goes the way I don't want it to, and they think I'm a huge bitch who thinks them I'm better than them. And I don't really care about this meeting, which is none of that's true. If they do take that away, it'll only benefit me because everyone likes someone who tends to come off like a cunt anyway. Like cunts get so much work in this town. So in the off chance, they do think I'm a cunt, which I'm not, it'll probably benefit me. So I'm just going to do it. And I, and Brian was in the room when I did it because I oh also Brian was at craft services and texting me like pictures of what I wanted and I was couldn't get back to him because if you go to a different screen on your zoom on your phone you don't it goes blank and they know you're doing something else and there's they would have thought I was like posting a thread or some shit so I like couldn't look at the pictures he was sending and I was like and he I knew he was not going to just wait there all day for me to get back to him and so I and he was in the craft services far away and I was like I'm gonna miss out on more food and I all I had was these two little dumb side salads and I was just panicking and so I just and then Brian walked back in coming back from craft service and then I just like did it and I was like I need to pull the plug on this and I was like after I said it I was and just put down the phone I was like oh no and I instantly texted the two other guys on the phone which are also kind of my bosses the EPs of the show and I'm an EP on the show but they're like EEPs and <laughs> um executive executive peas and so I texted them both like, I'm so sorry I had to jump. And I could tell that they were probably like, our talent is like kind of being a little in the past. I will like go down on the network. Like I'll be like, do you want to just step off to the side and I can like blow you for a couple minutes? Like, thank you so much. I don't deserve this job. Like I, I will do anything for the network. And I was just, it was the first time I ever stood up for myself and was like, I'm, I'm doing too much today. There's, I don't need to be having an innocuous conversation on zoom. We've already covered all the bases. It's just going to be more like small talk. And, and I, you showed I can't up. do any more small talk. Yeah, you showed up on time. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I was a little late to that Zoom, but I did show up. I did it. And, but I would say 90% of talent would not have done what I did. And I was a little proud that I did because the old me would not have done that. And maybe it was me. I, I It could have been a bad move, but I'm going to meet them today and I'll probably apologize. No, I think very good again. move. I don't Please think you don't. should apologize profusely. Don't apologize. I, I agree. No, people, uh, everybody in Hollywood gravitates towards narcissists for a reason. It's because when you are, when you act like you're better than or whatever, yeah. then people think like, oh my God, they're probably better than me. Now I have to appease them. So I think the yes. only thing you achieved in that moment is maybe you've raised your status in their eyes. I know. It's crazy. The thing that I did not want to do is only going to benefit me. Whenever yeah. I accidentally come off like a bitch, I'm like, this is just don't worry about it because everyone likes a bitch. Why men love bitch? There's like books yeah. about it. I'm not saying you I should act this bitches. way in life, but in Hollywood, no. it's like the number one thing to get ahead is to act yeah. like a narcissist. Like you're better than everyone else. You walk into the room and you make everyone feel like this is the biggest star I've ever seen in my life. And if they, and if you go go any lower than that, if you go lower than the people you're talking to, then they're like, this person is a waste of my time. I don't need to treat them like anything. I think yes. so. Applies to like high though. level jobs. Yeah. Like yeah. anytime you're like in a high level somewhere, that's just something that you have to bring to the table. Also, and, why yeah. is it being a bitch to just take care of yourself? And you're you're setting the tone. And I like that you're doing it early on because these people are getting to know how you work and what you consider productive time. So to you, this is a productive length of Zoom. 
You also are letting them know you have 10 minutes until you have to be somewhere and you have to eat. So they're let, you're setting the tone for how this show is going to go. So too. bravo. Yeah, yeah. Getting back to Jonah. <laughs> yeah. These are boundaries. You're oh, not. Yeah. And also there's a line though that you can cross because you can get too far. We discussed this yesterday also. Um, mm. That woman from Men in Black. Which we don't know oh, why. Yes. We don't know why that happened this to her. This is fascinating. I was fascinated. Everyone remembers Men in Black, right? The first one. Yes, the- Anya probably didn't see it <laughs> because she didn't see Aladdin <laughs> or Titanic. I, this was all during. This was a phase where Anya was. God only knows what you were doing in 1998 during the summer when all these blockbuster hits That's came out. That's when Men in Black came out. I think it was 98. It was uh, 1997. Same- okay. Yeah. Titanic and Men in Black. Did you see Men in Black, Anya? No. <laughs> <gasps> it's oh. so good okay, you have see to it. see it you I'm really it do down. it's really good but there was a woman in it who played the mortician who was will smith's love interest and she was amazing in it and then she disappeared from hollywood and yes. i thought when brian told me this i was like oh my god we didn't see her in anything else she must have not fucked harvey weinstein like he <laughs> must have blacklisted her that's probably what well, happened the, the initial things were where we thought she maybe died because i was Allie was watching Men in Black. It's one of her comfort movies. She loves Will Smith. Even post-slap, she loves Will Smith. And I I was just walking in and I saw this scene with this woman and I was like, I've seen this woman in a lot of things. But then I looked her up on IMDb and her IMDb credits just stop after 1998. She did one more movie after Men in Black and then they just stop. And she hadn't done anything, anything at all since then. And like Men in Black was a huge blockbuster movie. So like the biggest of the summer that summer. Yeah, it was her, crazy. Her career was an all by uh, external looking at it. It seemed like it was going to blow up after this and then it just stopped. Nothing, not even some indie film, not even some NYU student called her up. Nothing. So she must nothing. have died. She must have died or mm-hmm. opted to retire for some reason. Maybe she's like mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on my family. Whatever it was, so you dug into it. I dug in. I went on my little computer and I have a really small computer and I went on it <laughs> and, and I looked her up. Turns out. No one has ever called it a computer for the past like 20 years. I went on my personal computer. And- I saw a meme the other day that was like, remember when we had a computer room? Like, yes. remember you were like, it's in the computer room. Like, there was a room in yes. their house. Yes. No one thinks about it anymore. It really. Okay. That's so anyway, so you funny. went in your computer room. You typed in. I went in my computer room. I logged on to AOL and I looked up. <laughs> yeah. That old thing. That was also a Dave Matthews song from 97. (laughs) (laughs) I looked her up and then it turns out that she is hard to work with was the quote. Linda Fiorentino. Multiple people. Oh, I love her. Yeah. So what happened? So multiple people said she was hard to work with. Now, one of them was Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. So that instantaneously (laughs) makes this seem questionable. Suspicious. Yes. It's suspicious. But she was great. Wasn't she in like... What was the movie? The iconic film was it The Last Seduction or something? She was so good in. Anyway, uh, well, what happened with Men in Black Two? Because that was an interesting so, story around that. So Men in Black Two is going to come out because Men in Black One was such a huge hit. And if you watch the end of Men in Black One, Tommy Lee Jones's character—it's Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Tommy Lee Jones' character gets a great send-off. It's like he either retires or dies at the end. I can't remember. But he's done. He's clearly out. It was a beautiful ending, a beautiful movie. And it was clear mm-hmm. that it was that setting was up. Movie. It was setting up that Will Smith and Linda Fiorentino, they're gonna have some kind of relationship after this. And 
if there was a sequel, it was clear they would be the leads. But then Men in Black 2 comes out, and it's Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, and Linda Fiorentino is nowhere to be found. They don't even mention her in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that, according to accounts that I read on websites, so take that for what you will, but Tommy Lee Jones was asked, we got to have that chemistry between Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black 2. You got to come back. I know you died or whatever, but we're gonna come, you're going to come back. And then he said, I will only do Men in Black 2 if Linda Fiorentino is not in it. Tommy Lee Jones said that? Tommy Lee yes. Jones. Mm. Yeah, so. So wonder what she was like. Yes. I mean, I've heard Tommy Lee is incredibly difficult to work with, too. So it's sad that. Exactly. That maybe he's like, shaft. I'm the one who's difficult. And, and then also any, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Kevin Smith said Kevin she Smith was hard to like work with. But then he apologized for her later. So multiple people, enough people said she was hard to work with that she never Anyone worked has any again. any other data about this. Well, she, listen, she, I'm looking at IMDb. Yeah. That is a. It's not completely true. She did um, Dogma with Kevin Smith, and that's where, where that came from. Uh, that, then she went on to one, two, three, four, five more things. Um, two, 2000, she did three movies, but you've never heard of any of them. 2002, she did one more, and then 2009, she did a video. It doesn't even say a movie. It's just a video. <laughs> she was a smoldering, sexy oh. actress and great, Yeah, she I was thought. like striking more a tyranny. What like about she, Brett Butler, how she went away and then we see her again decades later and she's amazing in the morning show. I saw her. Oh, was she in the morning show? Wasn't she? What, did, what she, was she in the morning show? She was somebody's mother. God, she I'm was so excited like the lead, about that coming back. Reese Witherspoon's mom. Reese oh, Witherspoon's yeah. Well, I mother. saw um, her in a Ralph's in 2000, probably nine. I love that. Eight or nine. Ralph's. And she was shopping at like 3 a.m. because I used to have an eating disorder. <laughs> and that's when I would go grocery shopping for my binges. And I saw her at three in the morning and we were both not doing well in that Ralph's. But she <laughs> was buying two gigantic... Siberian tiger stuffed animals from Ralph. <laughs> 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 Among other things in her cart. And I just remember being like, she's a legend, you know? She's a stand-up. Anyway, we got to go to break. We'll come back with actual Jonah Hill texts and we'll talk about them when we get back. Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. 
So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, we're back. Let's get into this Jonah Hill thing. Let me read some of these texts. So if you don't know, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend Sarah Brady, they broke up uh, last August. Um, he is now with someone else, but they used to wear matching sh- outfits on the red carpet. She's a, she's a surfer girl. Um, she's a professional surfer. And she posted on her Instagram story over the weekend. Um, kind of like she, the first one is says, this is a warning to all girls. If your partner is talking to you like this, make an exit plan. Love y'all. Call me if you need an ear. And so, uh, she posted text exchange from them. This one is a picture of her surfing. And then under it, uh, Jonah wrote respect. However you want to live your life. You only get one. And let me just say, unless I say there's a period, there's not. Okay. (laughs) Respect how you live your life. You only get one. And then the next text says sort of done with explaining myself. She said three removed, not the video yet. Is it my best surf? It is my best surfing video. Would period. Would you feel better if the cover frame was different? Question mark. Any more specific ones that bother you? Question mark. I have to say this comes off as someone who knows they're going to post this someday. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But maybe it's just an abused girlfriend or like a girlfriend that's feeling like, um, like she just, I've been that girlfriend before, like whatever you want. Is there anything else I can do for you? But this kind of feels to me like, um, and then this is just my spidey sense of someone who knows that they're going to share this with friends and they want to look more victim. Uh, she's, like she's like prepping for her deposition with this text. <laughs> well, she uh, is in also, law school. That's interesting. You said that. this also could be that she really felt this way. So I don't want to, I'm not, don't come at me for about this is just, I can't help what my th- thoughts are. I'm just sharing them. This is not the truth though. Okay. My, what I'm thinking about this is not what actually happened. So don't misconstrue that I'm, accusing anything and he wrote back she said any more specific ones that bother you he wrote back yes one that isn't of your ass and a thong first of all that doesn't make any sense she said any more ones that bother you and he said yes the one that one that isn't of your ass and a thong so the one that isn't of her ass bothers him no he meant to say no he just the thing the takeaway from all these i just want to say before we really get into them is that he might be illiterate um, he, I don't understand why celebrities who I really respect who are like when they, any of this ever comes out, my general takeaway is that 
(laughs) people can't write and people on text message sound like they've had multiple concussions through their, like they sound (laughs) mentally disabled um, when they write, they sound like three-year-olds that grabbed their mom's phone and just pressed a bunch of buttons. Well, um, you saw firsthand. He didn't finish college, so that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know how he got in with this. He didn't definitely didn't get in through his essay. Okay, so then she goes, "Fuck it." This is the title of this one. She posts another one. Um, he writes, <laughs> "Plain and simple colon," and then nothing underneath that. Then if you need colon, so two things that have colons. There's nothing under the plain and simple colon. It doesn't make any sense. And no, it says surfing I, I get with the men. If you need. Yeah. It, what do you mean? He's saying if you need surfing with men, modeling, blah, 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 shots in bikinis. Well, we get that, but it's. Then we are not a good match. I understand that. But, but just it's... say that. You don't need to say, like, if you need, and then all of these lists. Just write it in a sentence. The thing that's weird Wait, to me sorry, is Brian. that it's plain and simple colon. And then if you need colon. <laughs> so there's nothing under the plain and simple. So. If you need colon is a subcolon of the plain and simple colon. So you have to just assume yeah. that all of the rest of this and the if you need colon is being yes. plain and simple. By the way, it if you thought you were going to get a take on this relationship, you're not. All we want to do today is talk about the grammar of this. <laughs> it's which really is a fresh take. There's, one, there's a period later in this. There's a, it's a space and then a period that's just sitting <laughs> oh, out there. Oh, I see that. Can we stop with the space, period, space, and also ellipses being over three dots? <laughs> three max. Can I add one more thing to this, plain and simple? I believe that he wrote this in his notepad and then pasted it into text just by the format. Okay. So the next text, plain and simple. If you need colon surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with the men to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, (laughs) to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. Then a space. I am not the right partner for you. Space, period, space. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for for romantic partnership. My boundaries, capital W, with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. Space, period. What is that? This is a person who has been to a lot of therapy who is now weaponizing the tools of therapy again because he's trying to say like, Look, I'm only These setting are my own boundaries. These are just me setting my boundaries. I'm, and this is why no one should go to therapy. I'm on that train now. <laughs> Jonah okay. Hill has figured out how to take, <laughs> twist it, pervert People it. People are saying this weaponized therapy thing. What's the difference between a guy just having, like he doesn't want to date someone who has model pictures and post pictures of her ass and, and him stating that and like that's, he's uncomfortable with that. And being a controlling douchebag. Like, what's the difference well, between those two I want to be clear here. I love Jonah Hill. I love his oh, movies. No, I He's incredibly talented. You're love bombing uh, Jonah Hill right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, if I ever have yeah. a meeting with him, I hope he likes me. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, I think, like, some of these things he's asking for is are unfair. Like, if he, if he was entering a relationship with a professional surfer, he should know that she's going to be doing a lot of things in his plain and simple colon list. Like yes. surfing with men, <laughs> modeling, posting pictures of yourself in a bathing suit. It's like, these are just so par for the course. Maybe he should maybe not date a surfer and just bail out on, on his own without asking yes. her to stop doing all of these things right. in order he's, to be with him. He's shaming her for being who she is. And that's that, not cool. 
that was my initial reaction. Okay. Okay. So then, you have a better take. Well, let's keep going. Then she says, um, uh, she said, I guess she's texting. I don't know who she's texting about. She's saying, um, let's see. She wrote, and I asked him to make a list of his needs too, but I think this list ended up being like five rules for me. Not anything that he needed the freedom to do in his life himself. Like his list of needs was not a list of needs. It was a list of expectation rules for me. When we ended it, it's because we couldn't agree on that. And then I stayed friends with him for the next six months. And he just kept chalking up our breakup to us being in different places in our life when that's bullshit. That's not the main reason it wasn't working. So he kept me on as a close emotional confidant after the breakup sexting me on July 13th, 2022, visiting me. At, oh, that's almost the anniversary of that. Visited me in my apartment in my hometown early August, 2022, and then waited till a week after I moved to Hawaii for law school to send me a text being like, by the way, I'm in a new relationship. Okay, nothing of that sounds bad. Like, at what point is she going to take any accountability? You stayed friends with him. Like, you don't have to be yeah. his emotional confidant. Maybe you stop and pull out. Like, I just right. have a problem a little with like, why did you keep going? But then, then people will come at me like, well, she was in an abusive relationship. You can't get out of that. He tricked her. He manipulated. And then, um, she said, then there's a text exchange with them both. And this is from August 30th, 2022. That's what she labeled it. She she said, what's tomorrow like for you? You free anytime between this and this? He said, I don't want to bail on school on you you to bail on. I don't want you to bail on school. That's important. No, no period. That's all one sentence. You guys, I know I don't need to, but in the spirit text, School What'd is you important. say? As you can tell from my text grammar, school is important. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't need to, but in the spirit of pure respect to our friendship and appreciation for each other, I did not want to be transparent that I did start dating. I did want to be transparent that I did start dating someone recently. I'm sorry if this is painful. It just happened. And I didn't want to not be transparent with you ever as I care about you. She said, thanks for letting me know. Probably best if we don't talk for a while and you figure out what where that's headed. He said, I appreciate and understand that. Okay, there's nothing bad there. That seems mm-hmm. okay. Then the next day, he she texts, not that it's really my business, but out of my own personal chicks before dicks code, if that's headed anywhere other than hookup or fling, I'd appreciate it if you make that woman aware of how recently you've been flirting with me, sexting me, and learning, leaning on me for emotional level support on... on on me for partner level emotional support. And he goes, I'm sorry, what? And I have the same reaction. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, now she's, he can she's date, doing... He, you weren't dating him. You were texting yeah. him and you guys were both probably leaning on each other and you're fucking mad that he's with someone else. And so now you're like, you got to let her know that we have been seriously talking and everything. And it's like, what? No, he doesn't. He he just put up that boundary with her. Like we, this needs to end because I am in something with someone else. I don't need to go backtrack and tell her that I've been talking to two women. It sounds like they just made it official. Therefore, yeah. now is the starting point of you can't talk to anyone else. Not before. And yes, exactly. Everybody in the it's, history of dating has had a little bit of an overlap. Like if you're dating two people right. and then you decide to get with yes! one person, you got to then let the other one go or whatever. And like, you just don't talk about that with your current person. That's just the way it goes. Right. And he wrote, I have been there for you as a friend, which I have made very clear. And not only is it not your business, as I only mentioned it to you out of respect and friendship, but I have not been flirting with you or sexting you in any way where it would be inappropriate at this time to start dating someone. And if anything, I have felt for you, and it, and if anything, I have felt for your change and tried to be a good and supportive friend as you transition to a scary new environment. And to be crystal clear, I have not flirted or sexed with you in any way, shape, or form in months and went to say goodbye to you as a super kind gesture that you seem to have appreciated because it was kind. And then she 
Then Pius from continuing on. I'm sorry if that's upsetting that I would move on at all six months later, but I've handled you and I and I with utmost love and respect. Thanks. Don't ruin all the kindness. You're better than that, which I never like. You're better than that. Yeah, yeah. And then she wrote um, in response to as you transition to a scary new environment. Da, 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 um, she wrote never really seen it as scary. And then he uh, and he said, I have not, you know, in response to her being like to be crystal clear and in response to him saying I've been I have not flirted or sexed with you in any way, shape or form in months. She um, had searched through her text for holding my hand. Right. Um, that's I think what, it was this holding phrase. my <laughs> holding no just holding my dick oh holding my dick sorry holding my dick and he had written <laughs> holding my dick out, on right? the 13th of July so that was a month um, r- removed from that and she he go, she goes whatever helps you get through the day gotta focus on mine now adios he said new side of you Sarah I care about wait, you wait, and will always way? be your friend what is adios and then way. Way. you think that's a typo or is that a thing that the kids are saying Maybe, Maybe that was their like pet name. Oh, you know, okay. like K on the way, like it's a so <laughs> By the way, thing. I heard a new oh. Gen Z phrase the other day. A girl was talking to her friend. I overheard it in a shop in New York during Anya's wedding weekend. And this girl was talking to her friend and she was like, and then my dad was like, you're spending too much money on clothes. And I was like, dad, say less. And I was like, oh. I love say less. And then I yeah. Googled say less slang oh, yeah, and it's no. very much a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. no, it's, it's almost over, actually. Say less. I know. I know. I'm really late to that. It's like that word chuggy or whatever, which <laughs> means kind of ke. Like, uh, okay. So he said, new side of you, Sarah. I care about you and will always be your friend, as I have been. Yes, we sexted two months ago. <laughs> That's All right. a funny well, thing to say. So that was one and a half months, but, you know, who's, what, whatever. He's rounding up. He said, screenshotting intimate text between us is a huge triggering violation for me and breach of trust as a friend. And I have explained to you about breaches of trust. I have been trust. This is all one sentence. And I have explained to you about breaches of trust. I have been, I have had between trusted friends recently that have caused me trauma. I am in, oh, okay, period. I am incredibly hurt and feel a lack of safety where I've always trusted you, period. I'm sorry if a former partner moving on is painful and I empathize with that space period space but (laughs) i have done nothing wrong and if i wasn't a public person i wouldn't have this kind of i I wouldn't face this kind of violation and have shared with you that and have shared that with you and then watching you be like this today shatters my ability to trust anybody even further period i have always shown you kindness and support it is extreme but like that is probably extremely triggering to be like okay this person he probably saw all of this coming in that moment like this what this Delu- uh, what's the word? Deluged? What, what's the word when things all come out at once? Um, squirting? Deluge. Oh. Like, what is it? It's like, well, yeah, anyway. deluge. Deluge of text messages that she shared. Like, he probably saw this coming in that moment and is freaking out because, listen, she is capable of this. Space. He goes on to space. say, I have nothing to hide in my <laughs> life, but I'm still entitled to safety and privacy, just like you or anyone else's. Period. Space, period, space. I thought and you'd understand and honor that. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> Yeah, right. This has really shattered my sense of faith in you as a human. I thought we would always be friends, Sarah. I've done nothing wrong, and I'm sorry if you're bummed, but this line of texting today has really deeply let me down and broken my trust as a friend. She said, I'm showing your own text. To, I'm just showing your own text to me. Can you put yourself in my shoes for a sec? How I might feel gaslit by your p- behavior and communication? He said, I'm happy to speak on the phone, but no. That All is right, a good I, point. He's like, I can't believe you would screenshot texts. And she's like, I'm just screenshotting the I text. agree. <laughs> but she, he's triggered because apparently recently right. he had a breach of trust within his close personal friends. 
He says, so to say you feel gaslit when I was being nice is absurd. You are hurt that I kissed someone and I'm beginning to date. Fair. You have not been gaslit. You have been treated, in fact, incredibly both emotionally, incredibly both emotionally and financially. Woo. I just oh, saw yeah, that word. Lot, that's a whole other thing. I guess. He, anyway, go on. What? I believe that because I went down a deep dive on her Instagram story, she said no to a lot of jobs and opportunities because he was asked. I think he paid for her and helped pay for law school and helped pay for therapy. But she was sort of starting to say goodbye and no to work opportunity stuff for him, for the relationship. Right. Okay. Um, So it seems like at this point, there's been a transition, whereas before she was uh, prepping for her deposition and now Jonah is prepping for his deposition because everything he's saying at this point is like defend is like very... He's aware that he's being screenshot. Yes. I am. I know this is coming and I am going to say everything perfectly above board here. And I think he's doing a pretty good job other than like, I mean, this goes um, on and on. It goes on for a long time. Imagine reading through all of this. I don't even care. Is like, this (laughs) is not something that we should be seeing at all. This is just a breakup bullshit. Final thought. Let's just, Say what it is. This is an invasion of privacy. Go to therapy. Share this with your girlfriends. We've all done it. I mean, my fucking... I go through my photos sometimes, and it is literally... Like, I have probably 70,000 photos on my phone. 10% are screenshots of texts from guys that would never love me to my girlfriends, okay? I would never, in my wildest dreams, go on and post them on my Instagram story. It's an unhinged behavior. There's no question about it. It's not a good look. I don't, uh, Jonah might not have acted perfectly in this. One thing I did enjoy that isn't on this BuzzFeed thing that I was reading from, he said that he didn't want pictures of her ass up, but it was the number, it was the picture. There was an ass picture that she posted, which is the reason they started t- dating and, and, and talking <laughs> he responded on, on to it. Yeah. No, I mean, but that the, might they be to say that, like, up. They should have yeah. broken up because Jonah Hill's boundaries were crossed, and but he should have known that those boundaries were going to be crossed when he started because dating, he's dating a, surfer. a girl that he went after. I think you said stripper, but surfer. Yeah, he yeah Did I say he knew what she was when he went in, so he should have maybe he learned along the way he can't handle that. Whatever yeah. it is, we shouldn't be seeing this. This is so, it's Noah said it before. You feel like this is doxing. Well, yeah, I just don't feel right about. Uh, tar and feathering someone we weren't there for their relationship we don't know the whole story and i just agree like to me doxing is one of the most cruel things i don't care who it's about i just don't like it and i wish that it won't happen it's cruel i know as soon as this all was posted i felt like this girl needs some help and probably needs to go see a therapist and Get some. She seems, or maybe not she's seeing too many. Well. <laughs> we do have BetterHelp as our sponsors, so I wanted to say I believe that therapy is, is very helpful, and you could use promo code. Uh, I think Nikki uh-huh. Glazer, Jonah Hill, uh, to get uh, yeah <laughs> promo code Hill. <laughs> but listen, this people were. I think everything, the initial response was like, how dare this guy? And then I think now the tide is kind of turning and people are kind of opening their eyes to like, why do we even get to see this in the first place? And um, yeah, I just feel, I feel like this girl, I felt this way before when people have moved on too quickly and you want to, you're hurt and you know that you can't get them back. So why not just 
and, and you're kind of releasing it to like warn other women. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about her oh. end game or her motive. We were talking about motives earlier and I heard her say in a voice memo that her motive was to reach this new girlfriend and mom of his kid. And I'm wondering why. Why not yeah. just DM her? Yeah. And and also I think to educate other women, like this is not boundaries. The, this is controlling behavior. This is asking me to, um, you not know, her pro- change It's not her myself. job anymore. Yeah, like, her, who, who asked her, her to, problem. to be the savior of all women? Yeah. I don't think this was healthy on either side, but I don't feel like we should be reading these texts. And it does, it does What's make the you think like, Judge Nikki. The verdict. Yeah, Jonah. I mean, in the case of Jonah versus, I don't know the girl's name. The surfer. I don't want to date Jonah Hill. I don't feel like this is would be someone that I could date because of the way that I I would feel very upset if someone asked me to remove stuff like that or like thought I was being like slutty or wanting attention for doing the thing that like is required of my career. Like what does he expect her to, to swim in and to surf in like a burka? <laughs> I don't like get it. Mormon. I think he asked for a wetsuit. That's fucking crazy. I'm sorry. It's insane. He shouldn't have asked that stuff. But I also, the verdict is guys watch out for, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. I mean, just know that your your texts aren't safe, and that and you girls, see, everything like, reading this where he was like, you could see the shift in the way he talked. His grammar got better. His sentence structure got more complete. <laughs> uh, right after he realized she was screenshotting, it was like, uh oh, time for damage control. And <laughs> this is going to be on the Nikki Glaser podcast. <laughs> he should have realized it earlier. <laughs> You know, that this is, um, oh, fuck, my voice lesson. I didn't text my fucking teacher that it wasn't happening today. God damn it. Um, but yeah, he should have realized it earlier um, that this was going to be a problem. But this is when guys are just like horny and they're not thinking and they send, they shoot off text to some hot girl. Like, just jerk off before you text someone. <laughs> Stop dating people who are going to screenshot your text. Stop dating <laughs> girls in their 20s. Yeah. Is she in her 20s? I'm guessing she is. Yeah. And I'm he's like nearly so. 40. He's my mm-hmm. age. So yeah. Stop dating women in their 20s. Um, and yeah, I mean that I guess that's the there's, takeaway from it. There's one line uh, on Jonah Hill's Not that text he deserved it. That yeah. says, um, I wanna I wanna highlight that says, You have not been gaslit, which is like <laughs> I, I don't mean, think you can say that. Sentence. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> You can't? Why is that wrong? It's an oxymoron. To tell someone they haven't been gaslit, you're like... gaslighting. Yeah. I'm like, grammatically, that was correct. (laughs) But I do believe that gaslighting has taken on a new fucking... Like, everything's gaslighting. Like, someone on Reddit recently was like, gaslighting, by the way, is not... If a guy lies (laughs) to you, it's not gaslighting. Like, gaslighting (laughs) does does require lying, but not every lie is a gaslight. Like mm-hmm. gaslighting right. equals called, lying, but lying does not equal gaslight. I was also confused about her calling it gaslighting because I think he said like, we haven't sexed in four, five months or something. And then she screenshotted and he's like, fine, four months or whatever. I'm getting the details wrong. But it was like right. one month off. That doesn't really make it gaslighting. It's a little, it's a little bit because she said, he said three months and then she proved him wrong with a month and a half earlier. He said, I'm holding my dick. And then he goes, two months. So it's like, no, it's a month and a half. Like that kind of but stuff. Is it a but crime I don't really care about the semantics. Who care? Like, it's not a crime. 
Well, now his, right? his girlfriend knows now, or his baby mama or whoever he's with now knows. And honestly, I I, I wouldn't care if I were her. I'd be like, yeah. I would just be like, why did you date a girl that would also, do this? What's wrong like with you? It's like the Bachelor last year on The Bachelor. Remember the guy like told everyone like, just so you, I want to be transparent. I fucked everyone on this show. And the girl was like, I don't want to know that. I know. <laughs> I know I'm going to have people coming after me or like thinking that I'm just like anti-woman, but I just think I'm, I'm, I'm pro mental health. And I think this girl needs a better outlet than her Instagram stories to process yeah. all of this. And that I yeah. don't think her motive is to protect women and to educate women and to pe- help girls that were in the what same spot the as she was. With? Maybe she, like, I think it's just to hurt the woman there. he's with. Yeah. That's but what I, I think mm. she's trying to do because she's jealous. And but I also that's think we me. should be gentle with both of these people because yes. everybody's hurting. And I was 20 and crazy before too. And I mm-hmm. remember thinking like, if, if I found out someone cheated on someone I know, I would tell them because I would want to know. And then as I got older, I'm like, it's none of my business. Like I slowly learned things are not, some things are my business and some things are not. And this whole thread felt like none of my business. And I went I know, I'm glad we spent down. a good 45 minutes on it. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, I'll see you on set, Brian, in just a second. And thank you, Noah and Anya. Uh, happy marriage, Anya. And we'll see you next week on the show. Don't be good. And just don't text girls that you might think are just going to screenshot your stuff. Okay? Come on. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.